0: Hello, good morning. Welcome to the original Loretta Brown show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, awaken the consciousness. Benny, dancing in, dancing in.
1: Who doesn't like to dance in? We're doing it like back-to-back weeks. We kind of do it from show to show, from time to time. If you're not doing it, you should, Mm -hmm.
0: right? You should, Okay. yeah. You know, especially if you're grumpy, you know, just put that music on and kind of, you know, like, what would happen if you were dancing with the kids in the morning? Uh-oh. Well, how
1: dare you, first of all, being grumpy on a Thursday? It's not going to yeah. happen. shouldn't happen.
0: Not, no, 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 no. It shouldn't at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of my clients are like, everybody's like, Loretta, what happened to the summer? I go, it's still summer. Still don't here in Seattle yet.
1: today, especially. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't say goodbye to it until you have to, yep. right? You know? Yep. I guess. You know, we're coming up on Labor Day in school and uh oh maybe I said some bad words in there. But um, yeah, just take it a day at a time enjoy those last little bits of whatever. And yeah, we always have almost always have a great September here in the Seattle area and and kind of have, um, you know, nice weather, Indian summer. Mm-hmm. I did notice that the leaves outside my office, I looked out and I went, oh, oh, they're starting to change colors. So they do give us clues that change is in the air mother nature's that, doing her thing our wisdom teacher yes yes she's a definitely our wisdom teacher and i don't know is that what it's all about right we got to go through the seasons and i don't know i love fall i love it i like the christmas of the air and all that kind of stuff i'm not so good in the dark part of january of february mm, i have to admit it mm, you know so get your seasonal lights <laughs> I'm just thinking ahead just thinking ahead betty just thinking ahead it's all good yep anyway uh i'm the owner of reiki oasis located right here in the greater seattle area for the last 27 years and yeah we're still up and running i am doing a lot of zoom sessions as well as in-person sessions and you know i have clients all over the world is how that works because i just been around for a year or two that's that's why that is and of course we do lots of things over there we do reiki and and uh, healing work. I'm a channel, so you know, we never know quite what's gonna happen, but we do it, you know, do what we can to help you. I also have one, uh, one two things coming up. I have uh, my monthly class for women, The Temple of the Divine Feminine, is this coming Saturday, August 27th. We do it via Zoom. And if you wanna be part of that, you can find out more about it at ReikiOasis.com or sign up at schedule dot reiki for everything. And then if you have been thinking about studying Reiki, I have several people I've taught Reiki for <laughs> 30 years, right? Um, a lot of people are their heart is calling to them and they're finding that they want to get into more of spiritual work or service to humanity. Or maybe it's time to bring their gifts to the world. And so if Reiki is on that path for you, I will be doing all three levels of Reiki. Reiki 1 will be uh, September 10th, Reiki 2 will be October 8th, and Reiki Masterclass will be November 12th. So you could go through the entire training before the end of the year and really launch yourself out there. So, um, you know, while we're doing the show today, maybe your heart will call to you and it will make sense, and you will know if it makes sense for you. By the way, I do believe everybody should study Reiki 1, even kids. And dogs and pets, and everyone should know how to do it because it it just really connects you with a a deeper dimension of yourself, and off you go from there, this good foundational stone. And then a big shout-out and thank you to my listeners uh, that support on Patreon. I'm a listener-supported show, and big love to all of you. Quick check-in with astrology. We have to do it. Uh, August 22nd through the 25th, and today is the 25th. The sun has been conjunct Regulus and Regulus is one of the four royal stars in the sky and is considered the protector of the north sky. It rules our crown chakras and brings positive energy our way. So some of you have been telling me, Loretta, what's going on? I, ah, you know, like I'm all over the place, ah, my crown. Oh. My daughter used to call it the clown chakra. How's your clown chakra? Mama? <laughs> So, um, yeah, you know, joy could open that crown right up, I don't know, you know, lift right off the planet, off we go. But if you've been having this kind of upsurge of energy, this desire for things, maybe even having trouble sleeping, your soul could be calling to you. And then coming on August 22nd, uh, Monday, this past Monday, the sun did move into Virgo. We left the fiery Leo and went into the practical, organized Virgo. Thank you Virgo for showing up in my life because now maybe I can get things organized and cleaned up. Uh, And I gotta be honest with you, I'm a fire sign. So when Leo was here, I was messy and emotional and happy. And now Virgo's like, let's get it done. And I'm like, yeah. Let's get it done. So Virgo, the Virgin Goddess, is about independence, strength, and doing things not for others, but for us. And that's not selfish. Sometimes it needs to happen. The Virgin Goddess was powerful in herself and she didn't need a partner in life. She was confident, self-reliant, and she could be with whom she wanted, when she wanted, and she didn't need to answer to anybody. Through all this freedom, however, she always honored herself and treated her body as her temple. And that's the energy that we're going to be transiting for the next month. And I really suggest you put it to good use, right? Um, August 24th, which was yesterday, Uranus, that that planet of freedom and sudden change entered retrograde (laughs) until 2023, <clears throat> Uranus is the planet of change and awakening. And as it enters retrograde, the rest of this year, we are able to look back over the changes that we have made over the last seven months and assess where we have landed. And I want to remind people that last year, the predominant energies was Uranus, the planet of freedom, banging up against Saturn, the planet of karma and structure. And Bang, bang, bang. What's it gonna be? Are we gonna keep doing it the same old way? Are we actually gonna close a chapter on a book? Are we gonna look at the world around us and ourselves and uh, say, oh my goodness, I'm amazing. I'm still alive. (laughs) I've crawled through life and flown through life. And I got that, you know, that grease on my face, you know? Right, you know, I think Janine's done that too. My guest today, I'll introduce her in a minute. But we have a fresh, clean page in front of us. My beautiful listeners, a fresh, clean page. It is the first page of the trilogy. Yeah, it is. It's your trilogy. You're the hero, you're the heroine, you get to figure it out. And I suggest that we just kind of brush the cobwebs away and step forward into it. Now, today, August 25th, I'm gonna look at at Vedic astrology for just a second. Venus is at midpoint of Rahu Ketu, which is 22 degrees Cancer, Aries Libra for those people that understand. And this is a karmic time in the area of relationships. It's the best time to evaluate your past relationships and how they have shaped you as a person. So I suggest, especially today and tomorrow, that you take the opportunity to see how you can move forward and heal from any past unpleasant experiences. You may even think about an important person from your past, or you may have some contact with them. And this transit is going to test the stability of your current relationships. So there can be unexpected urges or events that happen. And that just means that you need to take a deeper look at it and kind of evaluate who is it that you did yesterday that might have served you very, very well. But maybe there's an impulse within you right now, maybe you need to freshen it up, dust it off, or even revisit it. And when I say relationships, I mean all relationships, your intimate relationships, your relationship with your job, your relationship with your family, and your relationship with yourself, of course. So when we take a look at it, we can just do it in a new way. And then coming up Saturday, August 27th, new moon in. Virgo. So Mars is once again active under this new moon, helping us to connect with our passions. Mars can also help us conquer our fears, take a leap of faith in a direction we have been wanting to go, but we didn't have the energy or the courage or the fire to just do it. Whenever Mars energy is strong, we do have to be mindful of being too impulsive or hasty or allowing our temper to get the better of us. But overall, this new moon might feel a little harsh to some people, might have some funky energy. Some people are saying, I'm I'm uneasy, Loretta, what's happening? But remember that we can always work our way through it by trying to remember the message of Virgo, the Virgin Goddess, trust ourselves, find our independence and remember to always treat your body as a temple and I don't mean an old crumbled temple because I love going to Egypt right <laughs> I mean freshen it up thanks to Janine for laugh- laughing so anyway I'm going to bring my guest in she's been patiently waiting and and I'm seeing her spark up with that um astrology like that astrology was written for you to be on the show today wasn't it I mean it's just crazy no. so yeah, yeah that's insane right so To everybody, do you feel like you've lost yourself on your way amid the constant flow of information, the busyness of modern life? Do you have an aching feeling something isn't quite right? It's missing or disconnected? Or do you sense or know that some aspect of your life is no longer fulfilling? That sounds like my astrology report. So anyway, life's greatest invitations for growth often masquerade as unease, yearning, or challenges. Quietly or loudly, the invitation can lead to a 911 from your soul that may ask you to make a radical change. And my transformational coach, Janine Thompson, is my guest today. She's a formal clinical psychotherapist, a highly successful Fortune 50 executive, and she explains everything in her new book, 911 from your soul. Thanks for coming to my show, Janine. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Loretta. I'm so excited to be with you and your listeners. Yeah, so you fell out of the sky today, apparently, on the back of a star. (laughs) Yes, Very likely did. Um, I would love for you to kind of uh, introduce yourself to the audience and tell us how did you get to what you are currently doing? Because you have this history of doing other things. Yeah. So kind of give us a little bit of history about you. Thank you. Yeah. So
1: yes, my career has been very eclectic. I started out as an evidence-based psychotherapist treating panic disorder, obsessive-compulsive disorders and psychiatry for a decade. So the important piece of that it was very evidence-based, what was proven um It's kind of funny because I made fun of what I do now today, and I think that was very intentional in my dharma. So that was the first 10 years. The second 12 years, I was a Fortune 50 international executive, was the head of international HR and helped um, a couple of companies open up their international businesses around the world, which Was also, you know, I love the intelligence of the universe, like I wouldn't have chosen that I avoided every single business class, my mind doesn't work that way. And yet, um, that's where I, you know, landed and was guided and it became such a tremendous gift to meet all these beautiful souls around the world and learn about their cultures and their values and what made them come alive and to really see how similar we were around the world and then I um, started a transformational coaching practice about 12 years ago uh, combining what I call the beauty of the Anne, science-based techniques I still have that clinical mind that's interested in the sciences um, but I'm more interested in the truth of who we are as divine expressions and the energetic world and our unlimited potential. So today, whether I'm speaking, writing, or coaching, at the core of what I help people do is turn inward, to come home to their soul or their inner genius, whatever language or experience works for them. But that's where where the gold is, that's where the vast wisdom is, the creative inspiration. And I think it's only inward, that we can find uh, lasting peace and joy and
0: happiness,
1: and how we're here to uplift the world.
0: You know, um, I have traveled the world a lot. And of course, I lived in Saudi Arabia for almost nine years. And you just said something that I I actually like to point out to people and have them consider, often we get so caught up on our differences at the Mm -hmm. surface, like your hair color's different than mine and I love your lipstick. I should have it, it matches my shirt, but- Thank you, it's happy. Yeah, Yeah, it is, I love it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we get so caught up on that, that we forget that we all have basic needs, everybody. Mm -hmm. And I've always looked at the world as, souls on a journey and um you know it's like if we can figure out how to find happiness or we can figure out how to find fulfillment or just stop right so in your in your book you know you take us through um it's really beautiful right you take us through all kinds of things to get to that point of discovering the self at some at some level Mm -hmm. so I don't really know what my question is there, but if you could just talk a bit about what it is that you have laid out in your book. And I'd also like you to actually share from your own personal life what is it that catalysted you into this? Because the name of your book, 911 from the soul, um, and I know I've just laid out the whole interview right there in those few sentences, but jump right in there and just kind of fill that in for us. Sure. so
1: the the phrase911 from your soul uh, came out of my own personal experience. It was a time in my life where uh, it looked like the details of my life from the outside were outstanding. You know, I had great children who we just had a really uh, delicious, fulfilling, wondrous relationship. I had the big job the travel the cars the accoutrements of success and from the outside looking in it's like wow you know she's got it got it going on she's got it all and yet for several years there's there was this persistent yearning always in the middle of the night usually at 3 33 (laughs) a.m I just kept hearing there's more for you and there's more through you and i um at that time was still kind of in my science orientation. So I just thought it was a bit of a nuisance that I was being woken up in the middle of the night. But ultimately it led me on a search for what was missing. I was caught in the trappings of outward definitions of success and my soul was saying, listen, there is something more for you. And a beautiful thing happens when you don't know the answers. I didn't know the answers. All my best practices were failing me. All of my education, all of my success um, couldn't lead me back home to my soul. So it led me to yoga uh, yoga and Reiki, um, which again, I used to make fun of. And I think that was the intelligence of life uh, teaching me and humbling me in some ways. And It was that beautiful union of mind, body, and spirit I had never learned about. And I became obsessed in the best possible way with learning everything about soul. And I believe only inward can we find what it is we're truly looking for. So when you asked about how did I lay out the book, it was that, it was helping people tune into Gosh, am I having a 911 for my soul? Because I believe Mm -hmm. many individuals are. I think we collectively are. Mm -hmm. I think we're collectively being asked to, to return home inward and tune in with our wisdom so we can live a more harmonious life, not only within ourselves, but frankly, towards one another and our planet. And so the book is laid out with the seven key principles. And these seven key principles, soul, mind, body, heart, gratitude, service, and love are a blueprint. And they'll give you an earth view of each, and I'll give you a soul view of each. And that's who we are. We are, a—I think we're a, a spiritual being, a soul in a wonder suit, you know, of a body. <laughs> and uh, it helps us create greater coherence between our truest nature of the highest expression we are and and our humanness and i think that's what we're all needing to do is find that beauty of the end so we truly can create the world that we
0: all long for you know so many people um come to me and they will say something similar to what you said like "Loretta, it's not that i'm unhappy but i'm not happy Right It's not that I'm not fulfilled, it's just that I'm not fulfilled, right? So there's that missing element and um that and I it's a question, so that is the nine one one from the soul,
1: yeah, for me, it was it can look a little different for me, it was this something what elusive was missing, and I tried to gratitude it away every night I'd be in prayer, yeah. so, so <laughs> grateful for this and that but that soft risk my goodness gracious i have do not <laughs> do not disturb on and silence but apparently we, we had a, a
0: visitor. I was going to say someone was calling. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's the soul exactly. just said, no, we got to It was there. a
1: 911 no. emergencies get That's through. What That's, I think okay. they were saying ding, right. ding, ding. Okay. We're on the right track. Mm-hmm. So it can look different. It can be something missing for your life. You might just wake up in the morning and not feel the same juice. You go to the same job, but the fire's not there. Or maybe you're being asked to shift something radically in your life a relationship might be ending that you didn't choose and or that you know you need to choose but don't want to you might have a health crisis a financial crisis and all of them though they seem like a challenge or crisis i consider them to be one of the greatest love notes from the universe it's actually saying hey there is more through you. There is more for you. And if you can just embrace this unknown, um, and it's scary, but all growth occurs in the dark. Like if you think of seeds, flowers, plants, it's all in the dark. And it's in that unknown that we actually become open because I wasn't open. I had been through many stressful things in my life. And I tell you what, 30 years ago when I was in a science-based psychotherapist, if somebody would have talked to me about coming home to Seoul and some of the practices I teach, I'm like, yeah. I would smile politely and then moved on with my best practice articles, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, been there. Me too, yeah. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just smiling back in the day when I started Reiki Oasis, like stepped away from traditional <laughs> work, whatever that is, right, and, and stepped into this pathway. I remember just going like there's this tug, this pull that you know you're, you, you're just going to do this thing now. You just have to do it or you're going to die or something. You're going to regret it if you don't, right? Right. yeah. Right. And then trying to figure out what people were like, Loretta, what do you do? I still get that to this day. Like, Loretta, what do you do? Right. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, so there it is. I also liked something that you said. And, you know, when we we talk about uh, 911 from the soul, right, this calling from the soul, this signal you also brought it down into what i call the very living level of life so you know cuz you mentioned in your book that a, a common thing theme, theme among 911 events is a identity a shift in identity of some kind but it doesn't have to be a massive shift or does it no i think that's what was difficult
1: i couldn't pin it down to one simple explanation that would apply to everyone for right. me it was a loss of identity I didn't realize how much I had falsely identified with my role as a Fortune 50 executive and um <clears throat> even as a mom, you know, it was my human roles. And so it ended up being a major identity shift when I left my job, I thought who am I now? Like who right. am I now? And I think for people who are going through relationship challenges or health challenges or financial challenges that same question arises who am i i'm no longer who i knew myself to be so what does that mean now you know yeah. but for some people yeah. it's just it's a softer quieter whisper in the middle of the night saying yes everything's okay and yet this isn't enough for you my dear You know, tune in. I'll light the way. You actually, we don't even have to figure it out. That's the myth we bought into. And you know, being somebody who used to be kind of uh, a planner and having things organized, and I must control for this, manipulate this. We actually don't even have to figure it out. The intelligence of life will move to us, away from us, and through us for the highest
0: good of all. Um, I love the fact that you said we don't have to figure it out because I often think people are thinking too much. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I I have a a, sometimes I say to people, if you could stop trying to figure it out, the only thing left is figuring it out, right? Like I think it's Yoda said there's no trying, This just do or not do. <laughs> I mean, yes, you know.
1: Absolutely. But it's you the know. opposite. It is the sheer antithesis of what we were taught, right? So right. we science would say we have up to 70,000 thoughts a day. And we literally say things like figure it out, use your head. So we've been taught that the head holds the answer when what we actually even know From a science perspective, now is that we've got three brains. We've got a gut brain, a heart brain, and a head brain, and the information is ascending. It actually flows up. So, most of our intelligence, and this isn't new, by the way, it's just new to most of us. The first gut brain book was in 1907. (laughs) And, you know, heart intelligence, and of course, you and I, I'm assuming, like I believe in timeless ancient wisdom it was long before 1907 but for those who need a a sprinkling of science to help them make this turn into embracing soul and the invisible intelligence um we've gotta unlearn and realize that we need our big brains they're wonderful they are an asset we can't live without but your true wisdom is going to come from the gut and the heart's intelligence and yes. then the brain
0: will plan it out for you then yeah. the planning comes into place yes um we're going to take a little station break and um don't go away because when we come back i want to talk more about <laughs> who's really in charge the brain <laughs> the heart or What's that other thing, right? Maybe it's the soul. We'll find out. Um, this is Loretta Brown, my guest today, Jadine Thompson. We're talking about her book "911 from Your Soul," and uh, we'll take a station break. We'll be right back.
1: Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today.
0: alternative talk 1150 here to uplift your day welcome back to the original red show with my guest janine thompson we're talking about her book 911 from the soul a reminder that these shows are archived (laughs) there's hundreds of them i've been on the radio for a long time and um yeah i know like wow who knew right And you can go to the original Loretta Brown Show at the KKMW 1150 AM archives. You can find us on iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify, uh, all over the place, let's just put it that way. And uh, do, do listen to them again. Um, I wanna ask you, Janine, by the way, during the break, we were talking about your path a little bit, your, your dharmic path. Uh, And I just wanna say this to you, you feel to me as though you have deepened and enriched and expanded through everything that you've gone through to get to this point. And I just am saying that on the air because when people look around to find someone to go to, I think people like you are the best people for them to go because you've gone through, you've gone through it. Like, you know, as as a healer or as a channel or as a worker with people, I know that you can only take people to where you've been. That's the truth. So mm-hmm. if you've been through the entire underworld and came up the other side, <laughs> you can kind of show people how to get there, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that you can connect, that's just simply not possible if we at some level haven't walked in the shoes. Yeah. Simple shoes. They're always different, but
0: so what is soul? Yeah. So soul to
1: me is who we are. This eternal essence. Uh, it's here before we born. And while we're here in this third dimension, when we leave this physicality, it is the wisest part of us who always knows the best decisions, the experiences along the way that you were meant to have to evolve your growth. It always is your best like the great friend who is cheering you on and whispering you've got this you can do this I know this this is who you are I I think it is a god seed expression I think that we are nearly eight billion lights across this beautiful globe and with all of us um, living the embodied soul that we are holy wow, the world that we can create is uh, is incredible. And it's what most of us sense is possible. We just gotta be uh, more of our true nature,
0: more of the time. So bring into this conversation the mind, because you know as well as I do that often people will say, oh my goodness, if if I wasn't afraid or if I had fifteen million dollars, I would do blah blah. And then the next thing is the mind goes. What do you think you're talking about? Right? Are you crazy? Absolutely not. Yes.
1: Right. So the mind, uh, seventy thousand thoughts. That's a lot. And I'm sure many of us have experienced that in the middle of the night. You know the spin. And it's a it's a beautiful organ and it's great for analytics and logics and sp- and carrying out the plans of your heart's intelligence, which I believe is the the will of your soul. So I think where the gold really is, is in through what the mystics and scholars refer to as the spiritual heart. So similar to our mind where we have a, a physical organ, a brain, and we have a consciousness, the mind, the heart has a physical organ, of the pump organ we've got the emotional heart which we've all felt you know those times we were newly in love or blown away drawn in by a sunset and taken away or where we've been literally or metaphorically on our knees with heartbreak or worry or pain we didn't know how to navigate but just like the like the stacked dolls you know with the different layers of energy the deepest um, layer of the heart is the spiritual heart and that that is where this vast treasure trove of unlimited intelligence the universe embodied an answer to anything you're trying to solve right now that's where that rests. so the art and then our wonderful gut is those instincts where we just have this sense right Mm -hmm. so if we can rely mostly on the intelligence of our spiritual heart, tuning into the gut instincts, and then inviting our beautiful brain in to plan the steps, we're gold. But one trick I tell people is um, when their ego is speaking, it's always fear-based. I'm not so sure you should do that who are you? You're not quite all that, you know, and it's usually critical and it holds us back out of protection. I actually don't view the ego from a psychological or a spiritual perspective as bad, but rather as a part of you that needs to be harmonized with the spiritual heart. But when I hear my ego rolling away, Mm -hmm. I'll joke with myself and say, pumpkin, is that your 5am false self that conditioned self of you that's full of biases full of fears or is that your divine nature and just that one question goes oh gosh i i fed right into my false self again yeah. and i'm gonna choose to be my true self even if i don't believe it i'd say what would my true self say ah oh, the canvas is unlimited there's a solution. There's not just one. There's many, and it helps me shift from here right back into my heart.
0: That's a great way to. That's a great way to uh, get get yourself clear, because so many people get caught in that spin.
1: Oh yeah. You know, and they
0: just start spinning, 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 and then they get caught up with trying to figure it out. You know, like I'm in this corner. I got to get out. And so say that question again, I want the listening audience yeah, to really get I it. will often say, is that my 5
1: a.m. false self? Because sometimes I wake up in bed and that false self is overwhelmed by, you know, the day or whatever it is. And then I'll joke with myself or say, pumpkin, you know, is that your true self? And then I'll kind of roll my eyes and go, got it, got it, got it. And then I'll say, what would my true self say? And mm-hmm. our true self will always, always without fail guide you to a more expansive possibility yeah. it'll help you tune into the Loveland notes from the universe which there are thousands of them every day um, inviting us to remember and then the pressure's off But it's something that took me a long time, especially since I was an evidence-based psychotherapist, a cognitive behavioral therapist. It was about reframing the mind, changing the mind, the limiting beliefs. And although I do some of that work now today with hypnosis and et cetera, folks are really having a tough time. um, It really is tuning into the soulful self and that unlimited mind of possibility.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's a lot in what you're saying. I, I some sometimes people come to me and they'll be like, Loretta, I don't know whether I should do A or B or w- what should I do. And I, I'm kind of a firm believer that if you, you, you can't really know if you're just sitting still, but if you start to move in a direction, even if it's energetic, then you can get like you say those love notes from the universe, like mm-hmm. yes, this is the right way keep going or adjust your path just a little bit and do this.
1: Absolutely. We'll get, I always say we can't make a wrong decision. The universe, if we're tuned in and say, help me here, like, you know, give me a giant sign I simply can't miss. And um, (laughs) we'll get a course correction. And so feel free to experiment. If we tune into our body, it might quite, might be tight as all get out in our shoulders or our belly, or it might feel like a big breath of air. It's alive. And all those little signs are like, keep going. And if we're meant to redirect, boy, I tell you what, it becomes unmistakable. There's struggle. You feel like you're slugging your way through. It's scarier. Um, we'll get course corrected, which is the love of all that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you can't do it wrong. I I love what you said uh, also about tuning into the self and you can actually sense it or feel it or or there's some there's an indicator within your own body.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Many could be as simple as goosebumps. You know, sometimes somebody says something and whoa, you get goosebumps. That happens with me with sacred literature, even in language like Aramaic that I don't understand, but the soul always recognizes the deeper energetic. And so it can be that resonance. It can be a creative inspiration. You're walking down the street and all of a sudden it's like, I got it. And you, you know, there's a a new corner for you to explore. It could be a song on the radio. It can be a conversation you overhear, like The universe is clever, and I find it quite delicious to just see. I get curious and say, "Surprise me! Go ahead and surprise me today. (laughs) I
0: want to see what you know." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't forget to ask. You brought that up too. Just say, "Hey, just you know, I need some love notes." Yeah, yeah. Just i
1: I will joke and say, "Yuhu, a little help here," and even. (laughs) For people who <laughs> don't have a belief, soul is not resonant um, ubiquitously across the globe. Maybe entelechy I love the notion of entelechy. Uh, Aristotle's uh, philosophy and exploration of the development of an organism, like it's the entelechy of an acorn seed to become an oak tree or a butterfly to mm-hmm. become a caterpillar. Maybe that'll resonate with you. Or maybe you call it nothing, but when you're really honest with yourself, you remember a time where you got a call out of the blue yeah. and yeah. it was the exact call you needed, or you had this, ooh, it's not this. And there's great contrast and clarity. And so you listened. So you come to recognize we never travel alone, mm-hmm. both within us. All around us every day, and I believe beyond us, mm-hmm. uh, there is uh, love that is rooting you on, cheering you on, and holding you every yeah. step.
0: I love what you just said because um, I know you say this too. But I, I have the privilege of hearing the most marvelous things from people, and mm-hmm. they'll go, Loretta, do you think that? you know, that was a message or something. And I'm going, just think about it. You can't make this stuff up, right? Exactly, the same, right? You can't, the synchronicity of it, or this person said that, and then that person over there said the same thing. And then you turn on the radio and there it is. Seriously, you, you're you wondering.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't make it up and you also can't orchestrate it. That's what right. I came to learn, I used a lot of I in my 20s and early 30s. I did this. I have to organize this. It's on my shoulders, and I was, or you know, I was traveling two to three hundred thousand miles internationally. A single mom that had some medical concerns. So, there's no doubt that I had to show up and and um, navigate a lot. But here's the deeper truth: the people that I met, my career path. There's no career counselor who said, "Gene, you know, I think psychotherapy." business but don't take any business classes (laughs) and then reiki master that you make fun of that's the path dear no way and that has given me enormous comfort even when i feel overwhelmed today or i'm unsure i sit back and i just say to myself beloved remember remember you never were traveling alone you didn't you didn't organize organize all of this stuff you just simply couldn't have and what a relief oh my gosh we don't have to crack the code on our own
0: yeah 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 though I, I don't know who said the universe is always conspiring in our favor yeah. yes I mm. love that
1: yeah. how true that is but back yeah. to the love notes you know in my book I do um, share a picture actually on my website one day I was struggling. With someone and I thought oh, I don't want this call and I was having difficulty finding the love <laughs> um, and I went yeah. up and I was grounding outside and I was watering my basil leaves and sure enough there was the clearest heart-shaped cut out in my basil leaf and whatever I notice I always stop and say what's the message for me so I closed my eyes hand on the heart and it said you know how to find love in everything find the love so I went into stillness and sure enough by the time I had this interaction I could genuinely show up with an appreciation for all the ways this individual did show up with love but what turned the corner were two simple things. I noticed what I noticed, and I asked what it meant. And it was a basil leaf, for heaven's sakes, with a heart in it. So we just, that's the, that's the cleverness of the universe. Like, go figure, who's watching basil leaves, you know? So <laughs> eyes wide open, because if you walk through life with that kind of presence, you can't help but feel supported and loved and guided. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, I just love what you're saying. So, so much. So the stillness. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Talk about the stillness.
1: Well, first of all, I just want to say that, um, often it's a topic that many people like myself avoid with the plague. So (laughs) the notion of stillness, I was like, uh not for this type a on the road i got too much to do by the way still stillness is idle and it's unproductive so no that was my answer but in the in the dark days of the unknown i was more open and i just simply stillness at the simplest level is shifting from our busy brain to the core of our being i typically put one hand on my heart center one hand on my belly because we follow touch in our body. So it helps us shift from the busy brain inward so we can embody our body and just really consciously feel the breath, feel the inhale. I imagine it enlivening my trillions of cells, feel the exhale. That's it. Feel the inhale and the exhale and listen. And ultimately it is your gateway to expanded potentiality. So it's, it actually is very simple. And I have a lot of clients like me and I said, here's the deal. 30 seconds are like, Janine, I'm back to back to back or I'm picking my kids Mm -hmm. up. I don't have time. And I'm like, here's what I know to be true for sure. And I don't know a lot for sure. But this one I do. 30 seconds is not going to matter. So I want you to close down your life eyes, shut down the information overload, and just Feel the breath in your body for 30 seconds. And if that crazy busy mind kicks in, I simply want you to say, noted, retouch, and then that's it. You know, and what happens 30 seconds to two minutes in the morning, at night, ideally throughout the day, soon you're going to start to get little whispers. You're going to get ideas that weren't there before so uh, I can't say enough about stillness and the resistance to it but I know we've all got 30 seconds and it's amazing what it does to resettle your energy and open up the gateway to the truth of who you are
0: yeah I think it's one of the most important things people can learn Absolutely. Hands down. I am. I am with you. Hands down.
1: I said that in the book. I think it's the most profound practice. Now, I do think and this was a good learning for me. Sometimes stillness is quieter. You sit and it's quiet. But uh, the data is actually really clear that you can get to that same level of brain waves through a freeing run where we lose our busy mind. The key is we got to lose and soften the busy mind so we actually can tune into the subtle love notes, whispers within. So music will do that, painting, art, a freeing run. So the truth is you get to do you. We're not all wired the same. So go do those active pursuits if that's more your jam, but challenge yourself to integrate at least 30 seconds of stillness and i think you'll be surprised most of my clients start there and then they might want to spend 15 20 minutes over time because it it resets the entire trajectory of the day the week the month the exquisite beauty but also uh heightened division and chaos right now in the world it's I think it's a miracle-free tool that we all could do. Like, we can't
0: fail at it. How wonderful is that, yeah. you know? Well, and it's available to us anytime. And I'm with you. I mean, we're, we're so overstimulated. You know, we've got a screen in front of us all the time, or we've got information coming at us all the time. Wow. And, um, yeah, a lot of people are like, have we lost the art of, focus and concentration, or just emptying the mind. Mm -hmm. I
1: I actually, I think you you hit it. I, I was reading one, so I'm still a nerd. You know, I've got this (laughs) bit to me that I still love the science. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Some would consider completely woo woo too, but I was reading that, you know, our average attention span since the iPhone, because there's constant swiping has gone down to eight seconds. So part of it is we have mind stories that say, I simply can't concentrate. I'm too busy. And I'm going to ask you to say, all right, I'm willing to even be still for 30 seconds, even if it's not silent. Even if 20 times during the 30 seconds is, I need to call this person. I need to run to the store. I need to pick up my kids. And you'd simply go noted, retouch. Feel. like if we yes. really feel that breath in our body, this little active mind of
0: ours will dial in. Well, and I also believe in the law of repetition. So the more you do this and and you are you are retraining your brain, right? It could be a way of saying it, but also Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. And then tuning into, as you say, we have those three brains come down, come down in. right. Okay. Yeah. And however you can get there
1: for some of my folks, mm-hmm. like I said, the Russian stack dolls, like just thinking of layers of yourself might be a way to think of getting into that spiritual heart. Um, that is everyone has it. doesn't yeah. matter your age, your gender um, identification, your race, your height, your anything, nothing, none of that matters. At the core, we're just all essence, our soul.
0: Now, you work with people. Talk to the audience just a little bit about that. What do you do? How do you do it? How do people find you,
1: (laughs) right? thank Uh you. I work with people kind of in three different ways, either speaking on stage, although those have been a little light here in the last couple of years. (laughs) Understandably so. (laughs) Yes, but I can't wait for that opportunity again. I do a lot of one-on-one coaching and really my, I call it potentiality immersion, but it's about what it is you're seeking because I can draw from hypnotherapy. I can draw from my certified high performance protocol. I'll always infuse some science-based protocols if that's what they want or um, I simply teach them how to embody who they really are and to to come to an understanding that works for them. Soul works for me, but it might not for others, but what can they connect with that allows them to get this untapped potential? Because that's the core of what I do. I believe Mm -hmm. we untapped potential on the table every single day, and it's actually that potential that will change your life the life of your loved ones and the life of our planet
0: oh that's so well said yeah and i'm just going to say this i think our portard world needs that so oh. we, we we need everybody we need your light we need your whatever we you brought need with everybody. you everybody
1: and mm-hmm. i think i think mother earth is speaking i think mm-hmm. she is saying you who how much louder do it do i have to get here you know i gave you some whispers talk about bricks Like this isn't an invitation for some of us. It is an invitation for all of us to to actually become the highest and best version of who we signed up to be when we decided to
0: visit Earth School. I love it. So anyway, everybody, um, my guest today, Janine Thompson, speaker, transformational coach, former clinical psychotherapist. Fortune uh, uh, executive and author of 911 From Your Soul. What's your website, Janine? It's janinethompson.net. Wonderful. Please find her, find her book, and yeah, bring your potential to the earth. We need you. Everybody, have a very, very fun week. Watch out for those relationships. Enjoy the moon and lots and lots of love. Thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you. It's been such a great joy. Thank you, Benny.